New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. going on? It's JLS from Nick of Time Show here to give you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And I'm here with my guy Lee and we got Ryan joining us momentarily to talk all about these Knicks and the Donovan, the Donovan Mitchell trade that almost happened but didn't quite happen. So I'm not going to waste all your time. I'm going to get right it. Uh, before we get into it, please the like button, subscribe button um, to help the algorithms algorithm and, you know, so it can help push KOT to the top. Shout out to my guy, the rookie of the team, Leaf from Deadspin and Post on Toast. And what's going on, Lee? What's good, baby? Let's talk about these nits, man. Whether it's a good move or a bad move. Now yeah. Spider. yeah, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Hold on. Before, wait, before we get into it, I see my man Ryan G's entering the building. So let me let him, let him enter into the building real quick. Right, shout out to my guy Ryan G. All right, but but let's get to it because I talked about it briefly yesterday in the video. So I, I want to get your opinion, Lee, and also Ryan G as well. What do you think of us missing out on the Donovan Mitchell trade? Because if you're looking at the news, Donovan Mitchell after months of of uh, talking with Utah Jazz goes to the Cavaliers and the actual trade that brought him there was Lori Marketing, Ocher Abaji, Colin Sexton, and three unprotected first round picks and two pick swaps. Uh, so, you know, it the, the price went down. I mean, the Cavs really should be thanking us a little bit. You know, I'm not going to lie. Because we brought the price down for them. And then they just <laughs> swooped in and paid the ever so slightly cheaper price. But still pretty damn expensive if you're looking at the overall haul. <laughs> I think this group has been in unison from the very beginning. That Donovan Mitchell is not a superstar. He's one tier below. He's in that Paul George, Jimmy Butler category. He's a guy that can be your second option on a championship team, but not a first. With that in mind, the haul that Cleveland gave up, in my mind, was too much. That's five straight years of draft capital out of your control and in the hands of Danny Ainge. Three unprotected, two swaps. That's a lot for New York that's really built the core of his team through the draft not through trades, not through fragrancy, but the core of it through the draft. The guys, we really care about the OBs, RJs, Quickly's, Mitch. I think it was too much. And plus, you know, Ainge would have wanted to fleece us a little bit more and wanted to bring in RJ or OB or Quickly. It would have been too much of our core gone out the door and not enough profit brought in. So I'm happy it didn't happen. But some of the trade proposals that Leon put forth do make me very concerned for the future. Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys heard me say this before but i talked about being surprised when kp was traded and i didn't want people to dismiss the rj signing and uh, the fact that he was in trade proposals so quickly um 
and think, oh, they would never trade him. It was a like it, it is a possibility he was used as a a bargaining chip to bring the price down. Yes, but it's also a possibility that if the right deal came along, our front office would be shipping RJ Barrett out. Like you can't not think that. So I that's why I said that before, and I I saw some groans, but I'm trying to be real. I'm trying to like save you out of heartache just in case if a situation like this comes down the line, because you know, there's going to be disgruntled stars comes down the line. Uh, don't think that it might not be a possibility. That's all I have to say. And, and I'll move on and we'll talk about the things that have been offered a little bit later. I'm going to let Ryan G um, get his thoughts off on this whole Donovan Mitchell to the Cavs trade. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah. So Here's the thing, and this is what gets me upset about, you know, some of the opinions I see on Twitter about the Knicks missing out on the deal, etc. Like, people are making a huge deal out of this, like as if Donovan Mitchell is the next coming of Michael Jordan. Like, we missed out on some generational superstar where if we just make that trade, Knicks are automatically a contender. That's how people are acting in regards to this trade. And I'm like, (laughs) you have to look at it this way. Is Donovan Mitchell going to be the last star that's going to be available through trade? Probably not. The Knicks have a lot of young talent right now that they need to develop and see what they have in these young guys. I'm pretty sure down the line, there's going to be another disgruntled superstar, whatever the case may be, and that the Knicks can look at it when that time arises, but people are acting like this, like this is going to be the exact last time that a star is going to be available and no other stars are going to be available after this ever again. So the Knicks are just stuck where they are with these young players and they'll never be able to improve the team ever again. That's how people are acting. And it really irks my nerves. You wanted the Knicks to give up because like Lee said, Cleveland basically gave up three unprotected first round picks two pick swaps, which means Danny Age can decide whether he wants to switch those picks or not. Yep. He gave up Colin Sexton, which is probably, he's, he's, he'll probably be, he'll probably, he has the chance to become an all-star in the future based on the last full season he had with the stats he put up. Mm -hmm. He gave up Abaji, which is, you know, a good young player from the draft. And he also gave up Larry Marketing. That's a big, who's a skilled big. He can play defense and he can shoot the three. Can't play He's defense. He's a skill big. <laughs> but he, I understand. He, 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 he can protect the he can protect the rim. That's all I'm trying to say. He's decent at that. He's not great, but he's decent. So I'm like seeing what the Cleveland gave up, and then on top of that, the the news that Woj came out with where they where he said the Knicks were willing to give up Mitchell Robinson, right. RJ Barrett, and Obi Toppin plus three picks. Like, come on, like. If Ainge ain't going to accept that, I'd walk away. I'd be like, oh, hell no. You want us to give up more than this? I would have yeah. walked away after that. I wouldn't even bother negotiating with him after that because clearly he tried to, he's trying to fleece the Knicks for everything that they got. And if you look at the Knicks at the moment, the Knicks are not in a position to where they could just trade for Donovan Mitchell and be like, okay, we're set. We're championship contenders right now. The Knicks have to make other moves after Donovan Mitchell to get to that point. So if the Knicks are going to give up a whole bunch of the assets for Donovan Mitchell and kind of handicap themselves for the moves they can make in the future, what sense does that make? 
do you want a team that's gonna if, do you want a team that's gonna make the playoffs and can't get past the first or the second round? Or do you want a team that can at least make the conference finals and the NBA finals? You have to you have to pick your poison. What do you want? And if you want a team that's gonna make the conference finals or eventually the NBA finals, the Knicks have to make of the Knicks can have to make moves where they still have the flexibility in the future to make other moves on top of that move that they make. And and I'm and I know I'm going even further back, but that's why I was for the that's why I was for the DeJounte Murray trade because I was like, when I saw what Atlanta gave up for DeJounte Murray, I was like, that's a low price. The Knicks could have easily picked him up. Yeah. But and the, then on top of that, have moves on top of that to where they could improve the roster yeah. afterwards. DeJounte yeah. so wanna, didn't want to go to us. That's the only reason I don't think maybe that wasn't moved. But that's what I heard anyway. But yeah, you're right. Well, Keep going, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. But you know, my, my whole point is the Knicks need to look for moves where they can still build after that. Not a move that's, you know, end all be all. And then they're just stuck with a roster where they can barely make any move afterwards. And then Knicks just become a team where they just go, you know, go to the playoffs, first round exit, second round exit, and then that's it. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And I talked about this before. There's certain types of teams that can make that type of move. And I see, I talked about this in two videos uh, subsequently before this, I talked about the Clippers and the OKC trade when they traded Paul George for four unprotected first round picks. But that was a different situation because OKC, I mean, the Clippers already had Kawhi Leonard, who's considered a, you know, a top 10, a top five, maybe player in the league at that point. So you can go all in on a Paul George tier talent because that's a championship move. Even for the Cleveland Cavaliers, this move makes a little bit more sense because of the foundation that's been set. They they were on a tear before they got injured last season. They was on the top of the East and Colin Sexton wasn't even involved in that run, right? And they also have Evan Mobley and other pieces. They don't get rid of their core when they make that move. So it makes more sense for them to make that move. When I'm looking at what happened with this, it looks like to me, it's been a few things, it's a, it's a few scenarios, right? Cause I, I'm reading the tea leaves and I'm reading the reports from Adrian Wojnarowski, Ian Begley and Shams, right? I, I'm reading Ian's article and Ian says, uh, in talks with Utah, the Knicks made offers for Mitchell that included three unprotected first round picks and did not include RJ Barrett, right? So when I read that, that means, okay, you already saw how um, all of a sudden they went to the Cavs. They went to the Cavs out of, out of nowhere and they lowered their price. So, and they, now all of a sudden they want three unprotected. The Knicks offered that already. They just didn't offer that with RJ Barrett. Right, so that's one thing I'm looking at. I'm also looking at Adrian Wojnarowski reporting as soon as RJ was signed to an extension. The next day, the next morning, the Cavs and Utah reached a deal. So what I'm looking at that, to me, that could be the two things. One, Angel's ego is you know rough ruffled because leon rose made a statement that we're not going to negotiate with terrorists 
You know, <laughs> like, and so, you know what? I'm going to just lower the price and take a deal with somebody else, even though we already offered things that were equivalent to that already or two, they wanted RJ Barrett in that deal. Um, and they didn't want to work for it because they could have still traded for RJ Barrett if they want to, but for what Adrian uh, announced Adrian announced that they didn't even call the Knicks to see if they can up the offer for the Cavs. So if they didn't even call the Knicks to see if they can off up the offer, to me that 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 kind of signals they were just mentally done. Like I feel like them taking RJ and signing to an extension and making the deal harder rattled. Ainge and made him kind of like kind of little petty style. Uh, that that's that's the way I'm thinking about it. Because like we said before, like Ryan said, we already offered him three un- unprotected first round picks with RJ, with Mitch, with Obi, and and I, so when I'm looking at that and I'm looking at what the Cavs offered, like is that far off is that in the run like that seems like they get a better player package they get the three unprotected that they want um and then even the other package i'm hearing i heard the club made offers of rj barrett to unprotected uh 2025 first round pick from milwaukee which is top four protected now which means that pick is going to actualize right because the, the the Bucks are a top team in the league, so you're going to get a top pick. You're going to, that pick is going to come. It's not just one thing that's not going to happen. So essentially, you do get three first round picks and swaps. So if I'm hearing all that, I'm starting to think: Is this was this like an emotional? I'm tired of negotiating thing, or was it the best deal they can get? I don't know. Like, I feel like it might've either been emotional or they really just wanted RJ Barrett or the other theory I can come up with is they didn't want to involve a third team in the Lakers to make a deal work. Once RJ Barrett got signed, because then you would definitely need a third team. And then they would definitely have to involve Russell Westbrook and they didn't want to involve him. Like those are all the theories that's rolling my my brain, um, but and but I don't know about you guys, but at the end of the day, I'm kind of relieved, and I know a lot of you guys are are you know they feel my sentiment, but I'm relieved that we get to actually see RJ Ob Grimes and IQ and these guys develop, and we didn't mortgage our future because like Ryan said, I feel like if we made this move and got rid of our depth, there would be a ceiling on us. We would have been the new Utah Jazz. We would have been the guy with Dollar to Mitchell who have a second round ceiling, maybe have a lot of first round exits and three years from now, he'll turn around when his contract is up and look around and go, well, damn, I wanted to win. You guys aren't winning. I won out. And we wouldn't be able to do anything because we gave up all of our assets in depth to get them here in the first place. 
Yeah, him going to Cleveland is a different situation than him coming to New York. Like Darius, you can say there's a comparable talent level from Darius Garland and Jalen Brunson, but there is no one on the Knicks roster that has a generational talent of Evan Mobley. No. I think Evan Mobley is going to be a top five player four to five years from now. He's one of the best players along with Zion Williams, under 23 years old, full package, already elite defensively, has the tools to be elite offensively. He could be the Knicks Kevin Garnett style big. Yeah. Front. You pair him with two guards, like Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, the ceiling becomes ECF right off the bat. And then in the future, potential dynasty, they're able to add a natural quality small forward to that starting lineup. But this, to me, Leon Rose was the first exec that knew what he was looking at when he looked at, at the star that he could get. I think past exec's when we trade for Antonio Medice or Eddie Curry or Carmelo Anthony or Sancho Team Noah or trade for Derrick Rose, we, we gave up way more and the potential of the player we would get back. I think Leon had a really good understanding of what Donovan Mitchell could do for us. So the package was minimal, you know, at the at the end of the negotiating phase of what he was willing to give up. Now, that initial report from early in June of Mitch, Obi, RJ, three first round picks, two swaps. If there's truth to that, and Woj reported that. If Whoa. that's true, Leon Rose is out of his damn mind, bro. Out I, of his- listen. That was my next question. My next question to you guys and even the chat. Knowing all the information that's pouring in that we actually offered RJ Barrett, Obi Toppin, Mitch, and three unprotected. Does that scare you a little bit? The the destiny which we will go? That's to, a bum move. Huh? I hate that. That's too much. It's yeah. ridiculous. That's some goofy shit, man. That's way too much. That's our entire core. That's the essence of our assets. Are the three those three names are the three guys with the highest ceiling plus our entire draft capital, bro? And I'm so happy Ainge turned that down. But the fact that it was Woj that reported that is really scary because that's not a, a Berman goof. That's Adrian Wojnarowski who rarely makes mistakes when it comes to you know what he's reporting on in terms of facts and figures. That that's very scary that Leon Rose went that far for Donovan Mitchell. I think the, the rest of the course of negotiations he was trying to roll that back. Like every other deal he was trying to make up for that initial mistake and really pare down what he initially what he wanted to give up. But man, that first deal is very troublesome. And I can see that being part of the frustration of why they went to the Cavs because, <laughs> like after he after he offered three unprotected, and then goes to two and doesn't budge, they were probably pissed. I can see that happening. It's like, wait, you first offered three, now three is off the table. Now it's only two. I can see Danny Ainge being tight at that. And then, and, but I always felt from the beginning of the year or the offseason that it was going to be three. Cause I always thought four was just crazy. But three with pick swaps and all this other stuff, it's crazy. That haul is just absolutely ridiculous. And, and yeah. I agree with you, man. I'm, I, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. I'm a little bit concerned about the the lengths they went to to make that trade. But now they've made their bed and they made their choice. And it's time to relay that message to Tibbs. They essentially chose the core and chose youth going forward. So Tibbs and the front office has to be in lockstep. The, the Tibbs has to choose youth now, not just the front office. Otherwise, all this mess in the summer is, is going to be for nothing. 
Yeah, exactly. And I just want to throw in one thing, like with negotiations, I think Leon did a reverse. Like Leon gave his best offer. And then when he saw Cleveland didn't accept the best offer, then he just kept kept going down and down and down when, when initially he's supposed to give like a low ball offer first and foremost to see if they're going to bite on it. And then afterwards, if they if you see Cleveland doesn't bite on it, I mean, if you don't, if you see Utah doesn't bite on it, then you keep on building up a little bit, a little bit until like you reach your max offer. And then if they don't accept that, then you walk away. So I found that to be funny. Like Leon gave his best offer right off the bat. And then, and then, and then you got to look at it from Utah's perspective as well, because it's like, OK, if that's your initial offer, why am I going to accept your initial offer? Let me see if I could get a little bit more after you since I see that you're giving up so, so much to try to get this player here. So I can understand why Danny Ainge was like, oh, so that's your initial offer? Okay, well, we're not going to accept this. Let me see if I can get a little bit more out of you. And then from then on, it's like, okay, I'm already giving up too much for Donovan Mitchell. And if you're not going to accept that offer, then I'm just going to scale back, scale back, scale back until the deal, you know, can't be made. And then Ainge, went, Ainge ended up going to another team and accepting um, Cleveland's deal. But um. Yeah, you, you said everything right there, JL. It's like the Knicks clearly chose a young core. They chose to stay with them. So now Thibs has to play those guys. He has to give them the minutes now. There's no excuse. Yep, man. And I'm going to let you guys know the phone lines are open. So you can definitely call in. Um, we got the phone lines back working again. You can call 319-527-6241. That's 319-527-6241 if you want to talk Knicks with us. And the interesting thing is comparing our first offer and our last offer to what actually got the trade to happen is just is just interesting to me because our first offer to me is definitely on par with what they wanted. Um, and then our last offer, according to Shams, was R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly. Two unprotected firsts, one jazz, uh, 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 wait, we'll see. Yeah, three unprotected firsts and possible another young player. And two swaps. And two swaps. And two swaps. So, I mean, listen, that's pretty much kind, that's pretty much the Cavs deal. Like if you're going comparisons, compare if you're looking at our first compared to theirs, theoretically our first are more, you know, are more profitable because of reputation and it should be higher picks, right? Then you have the the best player in theirs to ours is R.J. Barrett to to Colin Sexton, right? That one can be debated. Someone can say you no, know, Colin Sexton's better because he scores more than he can shoot. Uh, just can say R.J. Barrett because he's stronger. He can defend. He's a two-way player. But then, but once you get into like Emmanuel quickly versus Laurie marketing, I'm going quickly over marketing. You going? You got the the picks that are better. You got the pick swaps that are better. So it just seems they. <laughs> oh, to me, it seems like a pettiness thing, man. I don't know. It seems like a, a, a pettiness thing to me. I think if Ainge would have taken either that trade or the initial one that Leon offered in the beginning of June, I think both of those would have went down as the worst trade in its history. Mm. Giving up our best player on the team right now, RJ Barrett, plus five years of draft capital. That's to me, that's worse than the haul we, that we got from, from Mello, that we gave up for Mello. It's too much. 
and that draft ended up being Jamal Murray was one of the players that came out of that, that draft capital. Yeah. Went to, it's, it's too much, man. It's way too much because it would have been R.J. Barrett quickly and another young player and three first-round picks. So For it was what, like, Donovan, Brunson, and Randall? What's that? That's not, that might be a first-round knockoff. Maybe like, second-round at best. So that, that to me, R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel quickly, another young player, plus three unprotected, plus two unprotected first and pick swaps. Man. Man. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, the Knicks should be looking to actually try to pair a play with R.J. Barrett, not trying to trade R.J. Barrett away for a superstar. You, you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? And you see, and this is why we've been preaching the last couple of years for Dips to play the young guys, because if Dips plays the young guys and help them to develop, you know, I'm pretty sure if Dips went that route, you know, OB top and stock would be higher. Hopefully yep. stock would be higher, et cetera, at this point. So now when Knicks are trying to negotiate with another team, maybe they can pass on the RJ Barrett because, oh, they're playing quickly a lot. And quickly has shown that he has this, level of talent Facts. they've been playing obi a lot oh now we see that obi has this level of talent Facts. so maybe so maybe now you don't have to include quickly i mean you don't have to include rj Barrett in the deal you can just go with okay let's give up you know just for example grimes quickly some first round picks and then bring a star here to play like, with rj barrett you wouldn't say oh quickly's a fringe starter they, they can be like oh he can start for an nba team if he exactly. actually got the minutes he's supposed to get and exactly. played over a guy who's traded for to Detroit for second round picks. And man, Tibbs is on notice. Tibbs and the front office need to sit down and have a talk about Miller allocation. Either that or the front office is going to have to do his job and make it simple for the coach by moving on from Evan Fournier. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. And, I, and not to say that I don't like Evan Fournier, but Grimes has to start. He has to start has to start and Obi has to get more minutes and I I know Mark Berman came on the show earlier and said Tibbs was regretful for not playing him more put your money in your mouth is Tibbs it's time to pay up because Obi needs to play this is probably one of the most important years for our young guys uh point blank period and um Fritz I see you, you Fritz uh I see you want to call us or you want to come into and call and talk next with us go ahead but for you guys who don't know the phone lines are open you can call 319-527-6241 that's 319-527-6241 the phone number is in the bottom right there of the graphic um if you can't find it i think that the 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 topic you brought up about minutes allocations between veterans and young players, this all narrows down, not just to Fournier. It's time to move Julius Randle, not before the season starts, but before the trade, day, trade deadline of next season. So his value can go up in every day of the season. If some of those efficiency numbers up and the shooting percentage is up and then get him out of there. So Obi Toppin can start. The yeah. man's out of ceiling. We need to see what it is. Is it an all-star? Is it a capable starter? What is he? And we won't know that while he's playing behind Julius Randle, you know, being a, basically a bum on and off the court. That needs to be priority number one. Stop star sh- chasing. Just try to find a way to maximize Randle's worth and then ship him out of town. So I hope we can start. Yeah, I agree. 
I agree. It's time to it's time to see that, but we can't do that without giving Obi any minutes to see if he can handle it during the beginning of the year. Like you already saw Obi's kind of practicing with Jalen Brunson and getting that thing going. But I, I, I wanna see I wanna see Obi with Brunson and those starters for real. Cause I really think that that can work out for us. Uh the synergy just seems like it makes sense. Their skill sets on offensive end anyway, seems like they complement each other. And Fritz Fritz, you can um you can call in Fritz if you want to talk. I saw you in the chat that you said you wanted to call in. So go ahead, Fritz. If you're listening, Fritz. All right. Well, gunshots in the chat. I don't know what happened to Fritz, but all right. Get some to some of these comments. Pick for Timmy says Julius Randle not leading us in assists is priority number one. Yeah, I always kind of felt like his assist was oh, a little bit of fool's gold. Are you here? He's here. Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. I was just uh, all good. Caller. Um, Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to make a comment. Um, yeah, I think what, what a lot of people forget is that um, Danny Ainge is a mercenary. Like he's he's not um, he's he's in Utah management for the sole purpose of breaking the team down. And I think when the Knicks came with their best offer, he was he probably thought he could squeeze a little bit more, but like the Knicks wasn't budget. Right. And I think he probably was holding out. Wouldn't you once you want to put the boss that get more, you can't come back with less. <laughs> so I, I think that probably held it up because it, it looked like Leon went to end bidding early. He said, "Let's not play. Let's get Donovan Mitchell out the way early." Right. Because. You know, after the Brunson signing, that was a whole, that was that was a debacle to have. So, um, looks like he he just didn't want to go back with the boss of left, and, and uh, the Knicks lost lost out. Um, I, I know a lot of people are, I know a lot of people like upset, but there's probably no one probably more upset than Dolan out of it. Because this is what Dolan wants. He wants New York to be the New York to be the, the main entertainment in New York City. The higher the valuation of the Knicks goes, as the team is good. And this this would have put would have solidified and put in put maybe added a billion dollars. Maybe a billion dollars. In a couple of years, add a billion dollars back. So it's you know, I think Leon he, he's on a short short road at this point. We'll see. I mean so far Dolan's been very quiet and hopefully it stays that way. You know, we already know what happened before with the mellow trade. I, I, I feel like if Dolan, I feel like if Dolan, I mean, Dolan might be a little upset, but I still think it's a good sign that that hand from Dolan didn't come in. And then we didn't end up just giving them for unprotected with RJ Barrett and young guys. Cause that's what I think it would have took to get the actual deal done, you know? So uh, I'm kind of glad that he's still kind of in the background, even even if he is upset. Um, but it's, it's up to the team to perform right now. It's up to the team to perform right now. Um, I still want to see what Jalen Brunson can do in a new environment without Luka Doncic. Jalen Brunson's numbers without Luka and Dallas were phenomenal. 
on par with like all-star type numbers. We'll see what he can do on the Knicks. If you can do that as the core of the offense and running it for the Knicks full time, you know? So uh, at the end of the day, it can still kind of all work out for us, even though we didn't get what we really wanted, which is Donovan Mitchell, um, you know, which is upsetting because I wanted him too. But at that price point, I I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. All right. Oh, we got another caller. Rob from ATL is next on the phone. All right, let's go. Shout out to Rob. Rob, let Hello? us know what you want to talk about, sir. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Yep. Yes, so no, fellas. So I just got a quick comment and I'm going to hang up and listen. I think we dodged the bullet. Yeah. I think we had to go Jalen Brunson or Donovan Mitchell, not both. I don't think they would have worked in the fifth backcourt. I think the front office was a little confused when they went after both at the same time. I think you had to choose between the two. So we were lucky not to get down the Mitchell because two six one in the backcourt, I just don't see how that worked. Right. I see it. I understand that. We've been saying that all summer. Um, but here's what I think would have happened. Right? If we could have got Donovan Mitchell in the building for the right price, I think what would have happened is you see how uh, uh, Jalen Brunson's contract is kind of descending, right? It, it He's making money, but he makes a little bit less every year. I think what would have ended up happening is we, I think we would actually end up flipping Jalen Brunson for a piece that makes a lot more sense next to Donovan Mitchell in like two years. That's what I'm thinking the Knicks are going to do. So, but like, so I don't fault the Knicks for going after Donovan Mitchell because at the time he was a top 15 player at his age. It's possible we can go even higher. So I don't fault that, even with the fit issues in my mind, because you, your hope is you can make another a move down the road. Now. The only thing I really was concerned with was the the value of Brunson once there's so many ball handlers on the court that, you know, now he's averaging 10 points a game because he doesn't get the ball, right? Because now it's not even what he can do, but it's what people seem he can do that sets a value. And once people can't see that he can score, then people kind of underrate him and they won't be able to trade him for proper value down the line. That's the only thing I was kind of worried about if that trade kind of worked out. But I think the Knicks would pro probably try to flip him down the road, me personally, anyway. Isn't it interesting, the only goofy media, the only time a goofy media talks about, about this short backcourt or this no defense playing backcourt is when Mitchell was attached to the Knicks. No one talked about it with Miami. Kyle Lowry, 6-1, would have been undersized backcourt that doesn't play defense. And now, don't in Cleveland, Darius Starlin, Facts. Six one plays no defense. No defense. You don't hear anyone in the media talking about how undersized and 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 insufficient on defense they are. Only with the Nets, bro. The Nets for clicks continues every damn day as a fan. Yeah, and here's the thing. And I'm a Darius Garland guy. Everybody knows who followed us for years. I was harping on Darius Garland, but Darius Darling, uh, Darius Garland defensively versus Jalen Brunson defensively. Uh, I'm going Brunson. <laughs> not like not even not even close. Like it's bad over sure. there. So Evan Mobley's gonna have to work. He's gonna have to work, man. Like he's gonna yeah. have to. 
secondary defender Hall of Fame type of situation for him. For real. <laughs> Great point, Lee. I already see the chat. It's like, good point. Thumbs up. I see you. All right. It's real, I'm tired of it. That's why you got to come to channels like this for the, the actual like, real talk from people like JLS and Ryan giving you the facts. You know, like, we actually don't have that spin that ESPN and all these other Bozo publications have. Absolutely, man. You get the straight talk. No chaser here at the KOT show. And shout out to my guy, Roy. Roy was trying to get here, but, you know, he had some other obligations. But um, yeah, shout out to Roy, too, who's also a big part of the crew. All right. But, yo, if you're liking the talk so far, please hit the like button, subscribe button. We we talk after every big event. We tried to do a live yesterday, but our schedules was just, was just, just not lining up. <laughs> it just wasn't. So we did what we could today. Uh, and thanks. So thank you guys for coming. Next on the line. Hold on. Hold on. Next on the line. I had the gunshots early. Next on the line is fan and KOT favorite. One of the favorites. I mean, I got favorites. The hype man himself. Tell him what's going on. Tell him. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing. Hey, how you doing tonight, Jay Ellis? Hey, how you doing tonight? My man with the stats and the facts, Ryan G. And mm -hmm. of course, hey, how you doing tonight, Lee? Shout out to everybody on the KOT show. First things first, Jay Ellis, Lee is a phenomenal addition. Second of all, everybody in Knicks Nation, y'all need to keep y'all heads up. Don't have no head down because we ain't scoop up Donovan Mitchell. You saw the feet. Anytime the Knicks is involved, there's an additional fee. They be trying to tax us and they don't understand. We got Leon Rose. We the hustlers. We finessing. We stealing. We not getting fleeced out here. You feel me? No Don't fees. forget, in these playoffs, when I was scouting Donovan Mitchell, I accidentally fell into some guy backing him down, drop-stepping him, cooking him with footwork. <laughs> oh, wait. We signed him. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get Donovan Mitchell home. What up? What up? What up, Cleveland? shambles with that motivational speech shout out to my guy tell him man i love what he calls it man he makes <laughs> some good real. points 
we we got Jalen Brunson here. He's gonna give him some problems. All right. Yes, sir. <laughs> and shout out to Donovan. Shout out, shout out to Dola, man. Not getting involved. No heads down today. The heads are up. We already know what this is business as usual over here in Knicks land. We already know what it is. We've been here. We've done this before. The Knicks media is going to put it on a spit a spit on it. Oh, they're disappointed. Stephen A is going to huff and puff. Oh, we should have traded the whole team for Donovan Mitchell. You already know what's going to happen. We've been through this before. We still got all our picks. We still got our young guys. We still have a, a guy who can manage the cap and manage the strong place. We're still fine. And it's funny you mentioned SGA because I know Berman mentions him. It's not a foregone conclusion, but I still would keep my eye on SGA just like everybody else. All right. Facts. And I do want to throw in one thing right quick. So now I'm hoping that the young guys, because, you know, clearly with these reports out, they know that they were involved in trade talks. Good point. What I'm, what, what I'm hoping for is that they look at that news and take it to heart. And come out with some fire. Yeah. This upcoming season and prove to the Knicks front office and prove to the Knicks fans that they made the right choice keeping those guys there in New York. That's what I'm hoping for this upcoming season. Yeah, absolutely. That's one thing I was definitely wondering about the effect of the trade rumors on guys like RJ Barrett and OB Toppin. RJ Barrett in particular, who wants to be a Nick when he's a kid, you know, you see the pictures when he's a kid with the hat low, with the Knicks logo, yo, I'm a Nick, I can't believe it. Like, I'm really wondering how he feels about all this, because I, I do feel like the whole soliloquy that the Knicks posted on Instagram, big him up, might be a little bit of damage control, because if I'm, I'm going to be honest, if I was in trade rooms, I'm like, really, son? Like, I might, I might make the Knicks kiss my ass for a minute. I, I mean, if... <laughs> I'm being straight up. I'm being straight up. I also think it's a de- it's a statement by the front office that RJ is not untouchable. Now, it's also a question, can you become untouchable? And that's going to be what he has to answer this upcoming season, to not just be able to store over 20, but be efficient in those shooting numbers when he's storing over 20. If he can do that... Right will be untouchable and won't be included in any trade package unless it's damn near, you know, Kawhi Leonard or Giannis or Luka. It's Tibbs' job to have this offense run through Brunson and RJ this season. Get the ball out of Randall's hands. No more ISO Randall. That time is there. It's, not, it's time to move on from that failed experiment for, for sure. And I saw somebody say that three unprotected were rumors. They were not rumors. Woes was reported that the Knicks are offered three unprotected with RJ Barrett, Mitch Robinson, Obi Toppin. Also, Ian Begley, if we read his article that he posted recently, he he uh, also reported that the Knicks offered different packages with three unprotected picks that didn't even include RJ. So there is multiple three unprotected pick packages that were offered uh, to these New York Knicks. I mean, to these, uh, to, to the Utah Jazz. All right. Next caller up. We got picks for Timmy. Yo, what's good, y'all? What's going on? Man, Yo, what's echo, good, man? Echo is cr- Go ahead, Tix. <laughs> what up, Jay Ellis? What's what going up, on, man? man? Uh, what up, Lee? Sir G is chilling. Sir what's G good, is bro? chilling. What's good, man? <laughs> Good, good, good. Yo, man, how come the one day I decided to call in, bro? My boy, tell him Alejandro got to come. 
<laughs> Yo, tell him is Yo, tell oh, Listen, oh, you, you oh, called oh. last time. You did a pretty good job, man. I remember you making some good points. Fix for Timmy be knowing his stuff. So don't don't doubt yourself, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> Hello, you so still there? Glad we straight, bro. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's talk. Let's get into it, man. Look, man, I, I've been kind of saying it for like a few months, probably since the rumor started, like, but it, it's time to just go ahead and build value as an organization, man. Like the trade would have been nice, but we we're gonna get an opportunity to actually see what we got. We just suffered through two plus years of Obi chilling on the bench, getting less than fourteen minutes a game. Like that's ridiculous, bro. And um, you know, we get a chance to the pressure needs to be on Tiff, bro. I don't this this guy. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, just got to like, like. I mean, I don't know if we got to write a letter in and, and, and talk to the front office or something, but it's, the pressure is on, bro. Play the kids, because if we don't make a move with Evan, we don't make a move with uh with Julius. Like, I mean, the roster is just unbalanced at this point. It's it's just kind of repetitive. But I mean, I could really see a place where we're waiting until All Star break to build the value in both of those players, right? And then move up off of them at that point because i'm gonna be real like even with julius he hasn't been maximized same thing with evan he hasn't been maximized they were they were having to play off each other just to be able to get buckets last year you know what i'm saying with that whack dribble handoff that we did like 50 million times every single game so (laughs) i mean you got brunson and i think brunson is really being undervalued because he's going to fit into a role where i mean first of all you know this ain't changing up the rotation He's going right in those exact minutes that Alfred Payton was sitting in a couple of years ago. So <laughs> he's about right, to right. run that, bro. But, I mean, it's going to look a lot better, man. And that's that's all I got for y'all, man. Your boy's on his lunch break, man. I got to run back in here. I just wanted to say what's up to y'all, man. What's up to the chat? Shout out to everybody else. Man, yo, just, yo, good to hear from you, man. Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you. Um, Yo, shout out to Six for Timmy. Shout out to Payton Six for Timmy. I know some of you guys got to go in a minute. Um. I turned the volume down, so hopefully there's no echo anymore for you guys. But I see we got Big Reaper, a.k.a. Civil Analytics, is the next caller up. Let us know what your name is, where you're from. And hopefully I can hear you because I changed the sound settings a little bit. Hello, Big Reaper. It's all over with, honestly. I, you know, I think, you know, obviously Cleveland, they could afford to overpay because they had two players. That were, you know, it's uh, more like in, I felt like they were more close to like what the situation Randall is in, in terms of marketing and, uh, and, uh, Sexton, where the team didn't really want both players. And so Cleveland can afford to basically give away those players and basically as they pay because they didn't want them anyway. They've been right. trying to flip both of those players for over a year now. So, yeah. Um, so I think it was just, you know, uh, I think they would, it, it was honestly just a better package. And then you also have to, you know, basically weigh it against, like, you know, you really don't want to overpay for, um, for, for Donovan Mitchell. And it's, um, like, I still believe, you know, I feel like he's, um, I, from the stuff I've looked at with his level of production, he just, he's worth three unprotected, essentially. A lot of these players swap, especially in these situations where you're swapping like star players. I think a lot of times the players that are that get swapped in a lot of these cases, I think they're not 
I, they're not really that worth it. I think a lot of times, for example, you like I think Utah, like the players they're trying to get from us, I think is really just the hope for if they get enough players out of us, then we're basically gonna uh, the team is gonna be terrible, and we may not even like um, you know maximize our potential with Donovan, and we might even possibly even be a lottery team. So I think that's what they were hoping for and trying to go for. And so that's why I felt like, honestly, it was just a good move to, to walk away that. from it. And uh, the last thing is, like, I, I wanted to say real quick is, like, I know everyone is really down on Julius in terms of trade value. I don't know, given, you know, all the players that have been traded, like, over the last, like, seven years, like, even the ones with Cloud Hot hanging over them, they usually go for, like, especially with his level of production, they go for, like, one um, one protected pick, first round protected. So I think it's just a matter of like, you know, obviously other teams are going to basically tell us like, oh, well, you know, it's like, you know, you got to give us a pick, but you just up to the front office to be like, hey, look at this level of production and like, you know, to kind of cast aside all that bad perception because a lot of times that's really all it is, is perception and not actual like, you know, um, and sometimes you just got to look at the production, you know? Yeah. I feel like it might take a full season of Randall being on his best behavior and producing to do something like that personally. Um minimum. Because his contract is is is, is so long. So you know what I mean? So I agree we can yeah. probably get a first, but it might take some like image rehab to do that. Like he might not get twenty ten, but if he get eighteen and ten or seventeen and ten and be on his best behavior and actually win some games, then we should be fine. Um, and Lee, Lee and Ryan, I know you guys are limited in your time. So if you have to go, um, let me know. And I can just, I just talk to the guys from here. If, if, if that's okay. Yeah. I'm gonna head out. I appreciate you guys. Salute yeah. Chat. Absolutely. Yes. Salute, salute chat as well. I also got to be out because I have a busy day ahead of me packing and all that stuff. So yeah, I definitely got to be out myself. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate but, you guys, man. Definitely appreciate you guys. For sure. All right. All right, everybody. Peace. Right, peace. Yeah. I know for me, I actually have off today for, for Liberty Day weekend. So shout out to my job. That's why I'm able to do this and rock with y'all today. But um, what is what it is, and well, back to big big reaper was saying before. I completely agree with him. We're just in the wrong spot to make a trade like that. We've pretty much given up our core to get Donovan Mitchell. Like you can't give up our core player in our in RJ Barrett and expect to be somewhere, and then on top of that, give up draft capital that's going to last a span of five years. We're gonna be stuck. We're going to be severely stuck and and we won't be able to get out the first or second round. Donovan Mitchell will be pitched. He'll end up leaving eventually, even though it looks splashy because we have the big name, but it's not going to result in a championship. It's going to result in playoffs and second round exits max. You know what I mean? Next caller up, we got DU from Brooklyn, but also guys listening, please hit the like button, the subscribe button. Um, and uh, we're going to be here after every game talking Knicks. We're going to be here for preseason and talking about all the big news that happens in Knicks Nation. All right. Hey, hey, what's up, Jay? Alice, shout out to Jay. Shout out to you, my brother. What's going on? Um, I'm a first time. I'm a first time caller. Been rocking with your show for a minute. All right. You know, definitely, definitely follow what you say on Twitter, you know? 
Absolutely. Yeah. So um, sport. Um, I just want to say, yo, I definitely, I wanted, I wanted Donovan Mitchell here, but not, but not at the cost of just totally uh getting rid of our, you know, getting rid of our team, our whole team, right? I agree. Like, like it would have been a shame if Donovan Mitchell had came here and we were at the bottom of the division, like because who who was he going to play with, right? Yeah. And and I'm definitely and I'm definitely into the Knicks building a team than us having a a superstar. You know, mm-hmm. like one of my favorite teams was the, was the um Detroit Pistons when they had Chauncey Billups right. and Ben Wallace. You know that team and Rocky Wallace. Right. I, you know, I would like to see I would like to see the Knicks grow like that. Like, who you know, we coming back with a better RJ, with a better Emmanuel quickly, with a better OB Toppin, right? Yeah. So let let's just let's just see how this season plays out, and and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. No, absolutely right. I agree in all points, man. At this point, we need to go with the youth and develop them to see who can get. And the, the Detroit Pistons teams were fun to watch. And it was one of the rare teams that didn't really have a real, real superstar. It was one of the, it was like a very team first oriented team. Was Rip the star? Was Chauncey the star? Was Rashid the star? Or they all just got busy together. And hopefully we can do something like that. And we've been investing so much in this youth and development and Kenny Payne and all these guys. Let's see this thing out. Let's see what we actually do. I agree with you, man. That elk. Good first call, DM man. Do you? I'm sorry. Thanks, brother. Absolutely. All right. Salute to you. Salute to you, brother. I appreciate you. No problem. No problem. All right. Any more calls, Fritz? Any more calls? But shout out to the guys in the chat. Thank you for rocking with the KT Show, Pudge NYC. Yeah, we have um, we have Rick up next, though. You said Fritz? Yeah, we have we have uh, three callers. So okay, let's go. Next caller up. What's your name and where you from? Hello, can you hear me? Yep, sure can. Yeah, Jay Ellis, how you doing, man? Long time listener, big fan of your show. Keep doing your thing, all you guys. Appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I was one of the ones that wasn't. I'm the eyeball, eyeball Knicks man. I was one of the ones that wasn't seeing on down in the Mitchell at all. <laughs> Why? Because no cap. Because after we, I'm gonna say we as Knicks have been through this too many times. Like I was a part of the side that used to give me Penny Hardaway for whoever, and mm. give me this person for whoever. I was mm. that for a while until I realized everybody's winning championships around me. I'm like, we gotta do something different. Mm. We have to follow protocol of. Drafting, make better, maybe trade them, maybe keep them. Do that. You know what I'm saying? So this right. is why I'm glad, so happy Leon Rose stuck to his guns and didn't get, do nothing. Only thing we got to do now is get rid of Fournier, maybe Rose. I'm not really big on Rose leaving, but Fournier, maybe Rose, definitely Randall. And that's it. We're good. Run it out. And then if they're trash, when we run it out, regroup. You know what I'm saying? I, I Nothing too crazy. Just want to chime in, love your show. You doing what you do. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for calling in. I, I partially agree with him, Thank but not. You. I partially agree with you. What'd you say? Go ahead. Oh, you said. I, I partially agree. Like I'm not gonna act like Donovan Mitchell is some some slouch. You know what I mean? So it sucks that he's not here. But like I said, it's it's all about the right price. If the price is right, if we're not gutting our young core. 
then it would make sense for the Knicks to do this so we can move forward and, you know, build a championship team. But that's not what the case was. That's not what was presented to us. So even though it sucks and it hurts that he's not here, um, I rather the hurt that he's not here than he's just here and then our team is gone. And then we'll just be hurt in two years, three years later when we realize that we don't have enough to build around. It's just, it's the delayed satisfaction in my eyes. I mean, the, a delayed hurt to me anyway. Next caller up, we got Mike Murphy. Is, is this, is this KOT Mike Murphy? That's right. That's right. Yeah, Yo, man. What's up, Jay Ellis? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, Tibbs is under pressure. He's under pressure. Like, as a 48 gets traded, if Leon Rose can do a thing and get him out of town, or he could just have a bench roll. But Thibodeau is under pressure this season. Like, training camp is going to be so hot in terms of, like, who's on the court and when. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. the young core has to get the spotlight now. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. You know? So, I'm just going to be watching out for Thibodeau. I hope. I remember stating in my last article that Thibodeau in the front office is on the same page. Mm-hmm. I hope that's the case for real. <laughs> I, I agree, man. The case for real, and we about to find out. We definitely about to find out, yo. Because I don't know. It seems like, like I said, it seems like the front office is thinking about the kids in the future, and Tiz is talking about the veterans. But you know, the kids right now aren't exactly kids anymore. They kind of into that maturation process where they you can start to call them veterans now. So it's time to give them a little bit more respect. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, it's time exactly. It's time. Free that exactly. man, Obi. <laughs> Free. But yeah, I'm on the road, but it's good call. It's good to call in. I'm gonna call back the next show. Absolutely. Shout out to my guy Mike, who's actually one of the writers from the KOT show, who, who does great work for us. So shout out to you, uh, to 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 Mike. All right, the super chats and stuff. Show. Hold on. First and foremost, shout out to you guys because the buying of the merch, the the super chats. Um, the, the, the ad revenue from the YouTube streams helped get this new mic. So I can, you can hear me a lot clearer, mic, mixer, light, all that stuff. That's all because of you guys and helping support and grow the channel. So I appreciate you guys and helping uplift the team and the KOT and giving us so much support. So I supremely humbled by that. Uh, especially because it's been it's been a long road from starting KOT to only being on SoundCloud to being two shows at once and making a tough decision to pour more into KOT. You know what I mean? So I really uh, appreciate you guys for helping us out. And then shout out to the writers too who helped Fritz, um, K, uh, Mike, who's one of our writers who just called in, uh, Ken. Uh, the whole squad, they all would. They man, I love you guys, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all really help us uh, growing this thing. So hopefully, it keeps it on the right track. And shout out to Still Knicks fans too, man. Y'all doing some good stuff, man. Shout out to Still Knicks fan for sure. Next caller up is my guy Ken. Yo, Still Knicks fans, call in if you can. Hello, if you want to. What's going on, Ken? Hello, Jay Ellis. Yo, what's up, my man? What's going on, man? It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been in a minute, yo, uh, excited, excited for the season to start. But um, I just want to say, um, kind of like what, what I mentioned in the article, um, everyone's kind of, you know, everyone's disappointed we didn't get Mitchell, which is understandable. But 
the reality is we're not in position to make that type of trade yet. We, um, we don't have the assets. Like Minnesota and Cleveland, they, have, they still had three all-stars left over. So, yeah, yeah they don't need drafting. We're, we're not there yet. And, you know, we're still paying the price for, for drafting Nilekina in 2017 and for drafting Knox in 2018. Right. So we don't have the assets yet. We we got to do what everybody else does, which is we got to develop the players. We need RJ to grow. We need OB to grow. We need Grimes quickly to get better. And um, the other thing I just want to say really quick is everyone's saying, oh, the season, you know, the off-season appointments. Listen, going from Kimball Walker and, and Alec Burke at point guard to Brunson is huge. Yeah. And and that's not being talked about enough. We've, we've talked about we haven't had a good point guard in years. And we got a kid who's a, who's a young point guard. He's smart. He's productive. Listen, when they played Utah, Dallas, right? He, yeah. he torched. He torched Mitchell, right? They, they were playing each other head to head. He torched him and he didn't have Luka. He was the number one. So, um, like I said, you know, it's an upgrade. Is he going to be a superstar? Probably not. But he, he's a very good player. Like I said, we're stacking good players on top of each other. Like, you know, the last thing I was going to say really quick is, you know, we got to get Randall <laughs> off this book quick. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but outside of that, like I said, you know, a lot of decisions are not flashy, but they're solid and we're moving in the right direction. And so everyone just keep your head up. It's going to be fine, man. We'll, we'll, we'll eventually get, you know, the, the guy we need. It just it wasn't the time yet. That's it. I agree so, uh, with you. That's all I got today, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for me on. All right. Shout out. Gunshots for, for my my KOT writers calling through on some back-to-back Drake stuff, man. Shout out to you guys, Ken and Mike, who will uh, rock with KOT and the writers for the team. Good to hear y'all to call in and all good points. You probably heard me um, arguing or saw me arguing half of those points on Twitter earlier today. You know what I mean? Oh uh, man, man, it was it was getting hot on Twitter. I'm not going to lie. It was I'm not going to lie. But yo, next caller up. I don't know who's next up, but I see Fritz says it's another caller up. Caller, let us know what your name is, where you're from, and what do you want to talk about. Or maybe he's not ready yet, which is fine. All right. Why are we waiting for? Hello, a can you hear me? Yep. Here we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. What's up, my guy, JT? What's going on? Salute KOT. Salute the chat. Look, I've been saying it every time. We weren't in position to make this trade, make it make it make sense. If we did it, we would have basically been Washington Wizards. We would have got rid of everybody and been building off the backs of uh, Donovan Mitchell and Julius Randle. I don't really know how that would have fit. Mm-hmm. And then if it wouldn't have fit, what would have happened next year? Oh, they can't do it. This is the worst trade, so on and so forth, et cetera, et cetera. So right. we, we tried. We didn't, we couldn't do it. And it's just time to move on. Just like we say, every, you know, right now I'm looking at tips. The front office shown that, hey, they, you know, they're going to lean on the youth because they have no choice. So go ahead and play them. Play the youth them. So, play the youth them. That's it. That's, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty much it. Because like you said, that's the whole point, just raising up their value. And just do it. I'm not. I'm not tripping on it. I know a lot of people are mad about it. And if you're that mad, just go across the bridge. There's another team over there. There you so, go. Go with those guys. Yeah. Go with, that's, go that's with the gentrification team. That's all I got. Keep it short, sweet. Of course, salute to you, JLS. Salute to the show. Yeah. yeah. 
I love my guy JT calls in. He be he be hit me up on the on the IG. Yo, Jay Ellis, a trade just happened. Oh shoot! <laughs> Shout out to my guy JT. Hold on. First, all right. Next caller up, we got my Ron. I think this is I think this is Ron from Neil Still Knicks fans. Listen, KOT, KOT heads, KOT fam. If you're going to support another channel, please support my guy Ron's channel. Cause Ron is doing they do hey. thing over there. All right. What's going on? What's happening, man? What's going on? Hey man, listen. Uh, uh look. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this, brother, but I will tell you. I'm okay with us not getting Donovan um, because I think that I want to see these young kids play. I want Tibbs to be forced to, to get these guys going because yeah. in the end, we're going to need these guys to play well for us to, to try to be a contending team. Yeah. Um, we don't have a choice. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it is, bro. Like, But one thing I will say, tomorrow on my show, I might have to light Leon Rose up a little bit because – even though I'm okay with him not giving up everything that Danny Ainge wants to bring Donovan in, I also kind of feel like with well, this whole thing that's been going on for a month and a half, you can't not get Donovan Mitchell. Not after this. And when you mm. think you're the only team in the game and you've got all the chips, I just don't know how you don't get him. So even though I'm okay with not having him, I just think the way it played out doesn't look good for the Knicks, for the organization and how they handled it. And so I'm going to have to light him up tomorrow on the show. Got to. <laughs> Yo, you got to do what you got. My, here, here, here's my thing. Here's my thing. And, and I don't know how long you've been here because we talked about this earlier. Mm. I'm not sure. What was the price, though? Because if you're looking at the Woes price, Woes tweeted, or Woes talked about, not even tweeted, he explained that the Knicks' best offer was R.J. Barrett Mitchell Robinson, Obi Toppin, and three unprotected first-round picks, and they said no. Where do you go from there to get a deal done? Right. Oh no, go ahead, Jay. No, no, that's that's my question. Like, if they said no to that, like, so do you then go to four unprotected picks plus R.J. Barrett plus Obi Toppin plus like that just seems insane to me. So that's why I'm, I'm with Go ahead. I'm with you 100%, bro. But I think the problem here is, like, like, that's part of the issue. This negotiation has been going on for, like, a month and a half. So the Knicks were there from day one. And so this is all timing-wise. Obviously, that trade, that best offer, if you want to call it, that the Knicks did give them mm -hmm. was way early in the process when Utah, like, Danny Ainge was still feeling himself. He was coming off that high of what he got for Rudy Gobert. So he wanted as much as he can get. Right. I, uh, I assume that if that same offer was on the table yesterday, then the Knicks would have had Donovan Mitchell on the team. Like Danny Ainge would have accepted it. But it came so early in the process that he thought, oh, I got plenty of time. I can get what I want. I'm not taking it right now. And I also think that that's part of the reason why Danny Ainge didn't allow the Knicks to rebuttal the, the, the most recent Cavs offer. Because even though they had a history of working you know, negotiating together, I don't think Danny was feeling what the Knicks did two times to him. They wanted Mitchell Robinson initially. They put him in the deal. Danny Ainge rejected it. Then what the Knicks do? They signed Mitchell Robinson. Now you can't trade him for, for several months, so he's off the table. They right. throw RJ in the deal, 
And then what happens? Leon Rose gives him an ultimatum. Listen, it's either we do something now or I'm signing Barrett. He signs Barrett. Now Barrett's off the table. I think Danny Ainge at some point got a little fed up and frustrated and said, okay, let's see you want to play games. I'm going to get an offer and I'm going to take it, and I'm not going to give you a chance to, to rebuttal it. Now, I, you know, that's absolutely – listen, that was one of my theories. I had a few theories early, and one of them was that Danny Ainge was just pissed at the negotiation tactics of taking R.J. Barrett off the table. That was one of my theories. That, another one was he felt like that – he maybe he needed RJ Barrett in a deal at all costs. And because it was going to be harder to get RJ Barrett in a deal um, and included 13 that might, you know, that might also include Russell Westbrook, Westbrook. Maybe he didn't want to do that as well. Um, but another one is just be out of spite. You know, like you said, that was also one of the other theories. So I agree with you, but good point mentioning the Mitchell Robinson signing off of the rejected deal off of the RJ signing off of the rejected deal, I can see him being pissed at that. That's a pretty, that's a damn good point. Yeah, man. So listen, I, I, I don't know where we go from here. I, I, I think like as, as far as our team goes, as a Knicks fan, what we got going on, I'm happy to see these kids play. And I think to me, the big, the next thing is for Thibodeau to play these kids. And if Thibodeau don't play these kids, the front office is going to have to step in and say, listen, Tibbs, you got to go. We yeah. need a coach in here who can get these guys right because we are not winning nothing. I don't care what we do. You can bring in Donovan. You can bring in Paul George. Facts. You can bring in Kawhi Leonard. Facts. If these guys, if you don't get effort and play from RJ, from Grimes, Obi, whoever's here, if they're not playing better, we're not winning nothing. That's a fact. It's, 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 it's a lost season. Now, and that was the most Knicks fans' problem with last season and missing the playoff. We did not get enough intel on our young guys to see what they really can do. And if this season goes and it's the same scenario, it's going to be a riot. Especially right now, if Julius Randle has a second season where he's Julius Randle and, and Obi Toppin is getting 11 minutes a game again, and I know it says he played 17 minutes, but that's a fake 17 minutes. All right. He played 11 minutes a game until Julie, until uh, he played the last week where he played all the minutes and, and, and then Randall was right. injured. So that 17 minutes is, even, is like misleading. If that happens again, it's, 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 it's down for us, man. We, we push all our chips in the table for these young guys to play. It's time to have these young guys actually play. Facts, 100%, Jay Ellis. So I'm going to let you go and let the other callers get a chance to call in. But that that is 100%. These young kids got to play so we see what we got. And also, we got to stop coddling these kids. If they ain't it, we got to move on. So this is the year we got to see what they really are so we can we can, we can can tell going forward if, if this is going to work or if the Knicks going to have to turn it around again, man. Uh, listen, I... If I man, I wish we coddled them. They, they, man, they they coddled the vets last season. That's just me. All right. <laughs> so, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. When you think about it like that, you're 100 right. Fact. <laughs> you can't coddle the the, the, big, the kids I had playing defense. I ain't see Randall play defense, but five times last season. But I'm gonna let you go because see, this, is, this is why this kid has a, this is why Ron has a podcast, right? Because now I feel like we can go back and forth for like another half hour just off the street. This that's why y'all check out his show. All right. <laughs> Thank y'all. Thank you, man. Uh, appreciate you, JL. Appreciate you, Fritz. Yeah, tune in to Still Nick Fans tomorrow at 11 a.m. if y'all interested.
right, man. Have a great rest of your show, brother. All right, man. I appreciate you. Shout out to Ryan Ron, man. All right. Yeah. All right. Next caller up, we got my man Adele Chapman. What's going on, Adele? Hey, man. Always a pleasure. Uh, man, I love to you, Jay Ellis. Man, I love to you, Ryan G. To the gym in the middle, forgive me. Uh, what's up, man? Hope all everybody's doing well. All right, all right. One. All right, uh, bro. I don't even know how I feel. I'm numb. You numb? <laughs> like summer fling over? That's it. No, there's nothing else to do. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I'm like trying to. It's, <sighs> it's fine. It's therapy here. It's it's it's, it's therapy here, man. It's a variety. Like you feeling yeah, signs of yeah. depression, the numbness. You probably feel sleepy sometimes. So you don't want to look out the window. But go outside. It's nice. It's sunny. Yo. Like it's it's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. We got our picks. Yeah. We got our young guys. <laughs> you know, like we're fine. Another moves can be made. We can trade for another star later. It's not the end of the world, man. It's not. Got what, you. What, what do you think? So we still gonna do this Westbrook thing, or what, what's that? What's next after this? Would you say what's question? Next. What's next for us? Listen, it's business as usual. All right. Here's what's next for us. One. We got to play our young guys like we mentioned earlier. Uh, and uh, we, we we need to hold the vets and cattle and not just a young guy. That's one. Two, we still have a bunch of picks and players moving forward. 2023 is going to be one of the deepest drafts. One mm-hmm. of the deepest drafts. Mm-hmm. We have a bunch of picks and assets. If we feel like we have a shot to move up somewhere, I'm not saying we're going to move up to the number one pick. That's not what I'm saying. All right. But considering how deep this draft is and we have our own 2023 pick, we have the Dallas pick. We also have other, you know, we also have other conditional picks. If we feel like there's something we want, that might be opportunity to move up and get him in that 2023 draft. All right. Also, we got to keep our head on the sofa for more disgruntled stars. SGA has been mentioned. I'm not saying that's a sure thing or not, but we also have assets to to make a move for him um if need be but all those things are in place simultaneously but you have to keep on the path of developing our young guys because to get to the next level guys like grimes iq and Obi have to take the next step so it's gonna be up to tips to do that that's it that's it it's mad simple <laughs> okay all right, man. I got two young ones, and I don't know when they're going to start crying. So I'm going to let you go. Salute <laughs> right, to you. Man. Mad love, man. Mad love, mad love. Salute to you in the chat. Um, Yo, if you like the show so far, hit the like and subscribe button, man. We're here to talk Knicks. We talk about the big events. And we're going to be here after every game talking these Knicks as well. So you already know what it is. Shout out to you guys who support the KOT show. Shout out to you guys who donated. Hit the like button, subscribe, and share. Uh, you helped us go to this point. All right? Thank you. Salute, salute, salute. Um, cool. Uh, any more callers left, Fritz? Ben from Queens. All right, let's go. Ben from Queens. Ben from Queens. What's going on? What's going on, Jay Ellis? Um, listen, man. I, I don't know if, if y'all gonna think I'm crazy. I never wanted this trade to begin with. I hated it. I hated mm. it. I hated it. <laughs> I don't like the idea of super small size backcourt. Look at what Steph Curry just did. Right. This guy's like 6'3". He got a little stronger, and he was demolishing these dudes. I don't want to look at stuff like that on the Knicks. I believe in a defensive um strategy. I believe in the defensive core. 
for the team, and Danny Ainge was just looking to flee for us. Let's just be honest. Absolutely. If if we was, if we was gonna give up Mitchell, Obi, and RJ, and my keepers, who was we gonna go put out on the court? Yeah, Donovan by himself. <laughs> All it would have been done was some 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 flashy plays, and we would have been losing for like the next five years. Yeah. <clears throat> Why I think right now at this point is we still have four unprotected picks right now. Still in the stash. We still got some young players. I agree with you a thousand percent on Jay Ellis that we need to let some of these young guys play. Because then moving forward, we could probably package somebody else. You don't know. Some of these guys around the league are going to start being disgruntled, whatever the case may be, and we could snatch somebody up. Yeah. So I, for one, am happy this trade did not happen. I don't care. Let these guys play. We finally got a port guard in, in, in Brunson. Um, Start grind or something. Let RJ out there do his thing. They got Mitch. This is the best depth that I've seen in the, in, on, on, for the Knicks roster for almost like 10 years. Right. So I wasn't willing to gut it all for one place. So, you know, salute the Knicks Nation. Love y'all. I'm happy. Hey. Hey. I respect it. I respect it, man. All good points. I wouldn't say happy, but I'm not mad. It's like, the anticipation of having here, like, and I've said this before, I can see Mitchell being here and being paired with Jalen Brunson and then us flipping Brunson years down the line. Because like you guys said, I don't see that working out long-term. But getting Mitchell in the building would have been nice. It would have been nice. But at the same time, that price was way too high. There was no reason for us to pay that price. And I'm glad we didn't pay that price because it would have been a temporary high of having him here. But we looked up to me, we would have looked up in a year or two and be like, dang, we can only get out the first to second round and that's it. And we won't even have the assets to make a subsequent move to move us into a championship level. So I'm glad I'm, I'm, I'm good on that regard. All right. But thank you for calling in. All right. A solution to the chat. Shout out to Michael. Shout out to Man Child. Shout out to Fritch. Shout out to Be Civilized. Shout out to Black Needle. Shout out to RW. Shout out to Pudge NYCE. Shout out to Dave Ross, ODGG, and everybody else who's rocking with the KOT show. If you're loving the show, please hit the like and subscribe button. I think this is a good time to end this show, man. It's been a great show. It's been a great show. Um, uh, but yeah, listen, if any other big news happens, you already know what it is. We'll be back talking next with you guys. Um, and we'll be talking, we'll be here after every game talking Knicks as well. So definitely come back to KOT show and rock with us after the games in preseason and the regular season. All right. All right. That is our show. And you already know the routine. If you've been here. All right. Listen, all you gotta do follow us on all social media. All right. You can, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. You can also get this merch, uh, the KOT snapbacks in blue and orange and black and white. It helps support the channel. It helps get these mics, this equipment, helps pay this ride. It helps keep the lights on. It helps keep these things going and moving downhill so it can get bigger, better, and better for you guys. All right. Um, and also, you know, you follow us on SoundCloud. I, I mean, you follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook. Uh, uh, Twitter at the KOT show, Instagram at the Nick Time Show, Facebook at the Nick Time Show as well. All right. Also, go to nicktimeshow.com for our blogs and merch as well. 
All right, so that is our show. Thank you guys for rocking with us. All right. And as always, shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in these Knicks YouTube streets. That is our show. We out of here. Peace.